Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another podcast. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. This one's going to be more geared to the bariatric community. So uh, if this is uh, not something that's particularly geared to that, I'm going to be speaking in general terms as far as maybe some tips and tricks, um, but also kind of the approach that is needed in regards to making the decision to have bariatric surgery. It's a major surgery, so a big decision has to be made if you are deciding to get it or if you have already gotten it. Uh, it is a major decision that you have made. And I think there's a distinct difference and it's something that I'm noticing on social media. Uh, the word natural. Uh, I've lost 100 pounds naturally. Uh, I have lost 200 pounds naturally. And naturally is put out there and I know that it's not uh, done uh, in a way to kind of be malicious and like, oh, well, I didn't have to use, maybe some people are um, putting it that way, but I don't think it's done generally for malicious intent because people generally start following you or knowing about your journey based on, well, how did you start and what did you do? And those who see somebody who have surgery actually will completely write them off and won't take anything of value or listen to what they have to say because at the end of the day, they had surgery. And so I've had people message me that, comment that, uh, there's not really anything I can learn from you so because you had the surgery and you don't know what it's really like to lose weight, say naturally. And so I've seen those comments over the years and uh, I've kind of grown to accept them. But the, the reason I wanted to bring up the bariatric approach and the bariatric community uh, itself is I think there is a real distinct difference between have, having to and wanting to. Um, there is a wanting to approach of, oh, I've seen the results of somebody who have had the surgery and I want those results, or I really want the surgery because it's going to take care of my food addiction, or I want the surgery because I finally, uh, want to conquer what's gotten me to my top weight. And I think that's really a misconception of what the surgery will do. It will definitely start you off by restricting your intake, restricting your food, putting you in a position to where you really have to be mindful of what you're you're eating and being mindful of, of your just intake. And that's with any of the surgeries. Um, but I think if the approach starts off with, I want to get this because it's going to take care of my food addiction or it's going to take care of what got me to my top weight, I think that's almost a um, problematic statement a problematic start because that's one thing that I've really learned about this uh, journey is that I approached it as um, man this is going to solve it and I, I didn't want the surgery and I remember the actual day of surgery kind of appealing to my wife can you help me just not do this and help me do it the other way and my wife was a real important voice that you've tried everything and the doctor is giving you an instruction and a push that this is one of your kind of last hopes uh, because of all the pressing health issues. And so, you know, I didn't want to go into it, but once I knew it was going to happen and once it happened, I approached it as I had the surgery, so it's going to take care of what got dusty to 500 pounds and it didn't. And if you are wanting to get the surgery because you think it's going to address food addiction, it's not. It's not going to do anything about it. In fact, it's probably going to elevate it. It's probably going to amplify it to where your emotions, your um, your coping mechanisms that come with food, you're going to have to come to terms with. And it's a very emotional time. And that's where oftentimes the transfer of addiction happens. It's because we haven't learned to cope or work through it because we're so new coming out of the surgery that we end up putting ourselves in a position of getting very emotional. We're kind of feeling that emotional roller coaster side of the journey. 
And really that has a lot to do with the fact that our approach is, oh, I want this because it's going to fix. And really it's not going to fix anything. It's just simply going to be like, I almost, you know, people call it a tool. Like, oh, this is a tool. You've got to use it to the best of your ability. I mean, you think about a specialized tool to fix something. That tool is designed to, to fix it, but it's not actually going to fix it. You have to use the tool to fix it. And so that tool is important to have. It's, it's a specialized tool, um, but it should be, I have to have this tool to do this job instead of, oh, I want this tool to do this job. No, the, the tool itself won't just fix it. You've actually got to put the work in itself. And so I think about my particular journey and the messages and the comments that I get of the diminishment of the journey, the diminishment of what I've learned and what I've addressed simply by the term, oh, you had surgery. And I absolutely did have surgery because I was put in the position where I had to have the surgery. But if you look at the 10 minutes before I went back there, I absolutely did not want to have it. And I think approaching it in that way that if you're in a position where you've had a consultation with your doctor and you're in a position to where you need it, and it's something you have to get done because of some pressing health issues, because you're in a position to where if you don't do something about it, there is going to be some real concerns about the longevity of life or even being around any longer. I think one of the big ones is sleep apnea, um, being pre or, or, or being diabetic, uh, having uh, liver issues, having breathing issues, having heart issues, you know, pressing concerns to where you might potentially not be here the next day because of it. The tool, the weight loss surgery is going to put you in a position to help you with that, um, but it's not going to fix anything. And I think that's the real distinct difference with my journey that I've learned prior to other journeys is, well, I had to come to terms with the surgery or without it that I, I've got to do something about what got me to 500 pounds. What are my coping mechanisms? What are my addictions? What are the things that are crippling me or debilitating me to make a decision to cope with food rather than actually getting through or dealing with what's ailing me? And along the journey, I had so many emotional roller coaster moments where I thought it was going to fix it and it never did. So if you're contemplating the surgery, I would take a serious look at it and really con consult with your doctor ways that you can utilize the tool that is the surgery to reach your goal and really think about it ahead of time before even making that decision that, hey, this isn't going to address food addiction. It's not going to fix or get me to work out. It's not going to do any of that. Can I make it through? What's my plan of attack on making it through with this not doing what I think it's going to do if you think it's going to just fix it? And or if you have already had the surgery, maybe you're, maybe you're freshly off of it, six months out, a year out, you know, think about the emotional roller coasters that you've gone through. You know, what things have you learned from that? Where has your addiction transferred to? And what things actually need to be brought out in the open to, to be addressed? I, I got a message on TikTok the other day where someone started seeing a therapist and they started to see weight drop. And if you've already had the surgery and have not had, um, appointments, either support groups, appointments with therapist, counselor, some sort of reflective model or accountability model set up. I would set that up. That's one, I guess, exciting reason why I'm moving to Tennessee is that it's going to open up my schedule a little bit more to start up the accountability coaching calls that I was doing. And these were 30 minute calls, hour long calls where it was just talking about someone's journey. And it, a lot of it was, Hey, I want to hear about 
you know, things that you dealt with and things that you faced and, and kind of how you overcame. And some of it's just a, a, a hearing ear to the frustrations of the journey and possibly coming up with solutions to overcome. Uh, I remember one to where it was such a clouded, I am not doing it right. I'm failing. It's not going the way I want to. We broke down A, B, and C of, of some results and some things that we were seeing. And we realized by the end of the conversation that we were just as successful as the prior call. We just didn't see it because we didn't look at it in a different way. And so these calls are, are important. And that's why it's so important for me to start those up again because I, I really felt that it helped. But, you know, a counselor, a therapist, a support group, a Facebook group, having those to reflect on your journey on, okay, I've had the surgery and the surgery hasn't dealt with what I thought it was going to deal with, or I'm having a real hard time mentally with it actually helping me through it. Getting that support, getting that accountability is so important for it. And just to know that the approach of thinking it's going to fix it, it's absolutely normal. Join the club because we think, hey, I'm going to have this. It's going to fix it. It's going to be great. And then we come to terms and come to reality like, oh, this isn't dealing with anything. Like this is just giving me a stomach ache or I can't eat certain foods, but I've still got the still mental chaos and clatter and all the gunk that got me to my top weight before. All that stuff is normal and, and talking it out and getting through it is um, a big recommendation that I would have. Um, this is a short and simple podcast. It's it's one that I wanted to address the difference between having to and wanting to. There is a distinct difference when it comes to the surgery itself. And so if you're thinking about the surgery, just know that it needs to be in a dire situation. It needs to be where you have to and need it and not just something that you do as elective. It's a major surgery. They're going inside. There are complications. There are things that you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life, especially if you're getting more of a an intense surgery like the bypass or the dudanal switch. If you are getting the VSG, yes, they're removing a portion of your stomach, but there are things that could potentially happen. So know that it is a, a major surgery, but with that major surgery, if you are put in a position where you have to, know that it's a tool that can turn it in the right direction, but also know that it's not going to address food addiction. It's not going to address exercise. It's not going to do anything about our coping mechanisms with food. It's not going to do anything about it. It's just going to simply amplify and elevate it. And if we're not ready to deal with it, we're going to be in a very uncomfortable situation. So just know that. And then secondly, if you've already had the surgery and you're now coming to terms with realizing that that is the case, grab a support group, grab an accountability partner, grab somebody that you can talk out your journey with, counselor, therapist. The more we get out our feelings, the more we get out what we're feeling and our frustrations, the more we can start rewiring and figuring stuff out. A lot of times, a listening ear will do really good for us. It'll allow us to really uncomplicate and un chaos, and I know that's probably not the big combination of words, but unchaotic, the situation that we call life. It's really helpful. It's really supportive. It's really beneficial to get that support system and really help work it out. And just know that you're not alone. You're not alone. You're working through it. I'm working through it. We're working through it. And taking it one day at a time and not getting overwhelmed and frustrated is important because um, we've got to pick this back up tomorrow and do it all over again and the next day and the next day. And if we take it one day at a time, be patient, be consistent. We will see success. We just, we've got to be willing to get through the, uh, the tide. We got to get uh, the, the waters are rising, that the, the tides coming in. We've got to be able to sit through the tide so we can enjoy another, uh, moment of extended and exposed sand. I know that didn't make sense. I, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, but I think you guys know what I mean. I hope you know what I mean. Cause that just got awkward. <laughs>
Uh, that's it. That's all for this podcast. Quick, short, and simple. Uh, again, if there's any topics you want me to discuss directly about my journey uh, or any topics in general, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Uh, that's it. That's all, my friends. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day and uh, look forward to talking to you on the next podcast. Take care.